I walked in this, this morning and the worship team was just, I guess, I don't know if it was planned or not planned, but whatever they were doing, it was just the anointing of the Holy Spirit that was on the worship band. It was like God was moving already just by walking in here. He's moving. Wow. Presence of the Lord is here. Presence of the Lord is here today to touch each one of you. And you know when Jesus said to Peter, feed my sheep, He said that to you. He said, feed my sheep. Each one of us, we have sheep to feed. Family, friends, whatever. Sheep to feed. Wow. God's doing something special. Our pastor is away for a couple of weeks, and he's uh, being refreshed. And he'll be back in a, in a few weeks. And I've been, my wife and I, we've been gone the last few weeks. And uh, but God is always here, and He's with you wherever you go. He's with you. Whew, wow. The Lord had put some things on my heart a few weeks back and then kind of changed my direction. And I'm just going to go over some things. I'm going to speak from my heart today, and it's going to be the Scripture. We're going to go over the Word of God. <clears throat> but the Lord has put some things on my heart. He moves through circumstances. You know that? He moves through your life, through things that happen in your life, throughout your life, experiences. Has anybody ever gone through a storm <laughs> in your life? Probably many, many storms, you know. Some of you may be going through some storms right now. It may be like, this is the worst storm I've ever been through. How do I deal with this? The Lord shows me, and He shows you, I'm sure, too, things through the natural. You know, I've had prophetic words in the past where, you know, horse races and things like that. The Lord speaks through natural things to convey something spiritual. He, he used to talk in parables. That's the whole Scripture. He speaks in parables. And He tells you based on what you can relate to. Well, in the natural, all of you have been through some storms also, correct? Man, around here, Dallas area, we get some thunder, hail, and lightning, and I mean, big storms. There's been some times where I've turned the couch over and I was underneath the couch. <laughs> I mean, that's the kind of storms. Or if you've got a closet, you go to the closet. We, we get some storms. All of you have experienced those storms in the natural. And, of course, in the natural also, you've had storms in your life personally that somebody else didn't experience. Only you have experienced that storm. Well, the Lord gave me kind of an epiphany when we were, we went, Kathy and I, we, we had a, for about two weeks, we were up in Canada to the south shore of Canada. They call it the south shore. They actually, the locals call it the, the Canadian Caribbean. It's, to us, it would be the north shore of Lake Erie. To them, it's the south shore. So we went up there, we rented a beach house for a couple of weeks. And we had our, our 
children and grandchildren come on up. And they, they didn't stay as long as Kathy and I, but they came up. And we just had a marvelous time. It was great. Right on the water, you know, you get up, the water was beautiful, sand, and the home was very nice. And we just had a wonderful time. But the first day we got there, we got there before everybody else, and we went out there to the water, and there was seaweed in the water. Everybody know what seaweed is? Okay? And it wasn't real thick, but there was enough to aggravate you, you know? It's like, you know, get that seaweed away from me. And so, me being the kind of, you know, work, working kind of guy that I can solve problems, I said, you know what I'm going to do, Kath? I'm going to go buy a rake. <laughs> We're talking about Lake Erie here, you know. I'm going to go buy a rake, and I'm going to clean off this section of the beach so when the grandkids come, there's going to be no seaweed for them. So I went, and Kathy kind of laughed at me, you know. <laughs> But then she joined me after I bought the rake and I got into getting this rake in, you know. And it seemed like whatever I would rake up, I would rake up and a lot of it would just fall apart, you know. It was like you're not raking really seaweed. You'd have to really rake and rake. And as soon as I'd rake it and I'd take it off, there'd be more seaweed coming. <laughs> you, you think, I'm a slow learner. It took me, took me about an hour to figure this out. <laughs> And then I said, you know, it's not going to work. <laughs> They're going to have to swim in seaweed. <laughs> so this was Friday. It wasn't that bad. And, it's, and it actually, there was seaweed in spots, and you can kind of go out. And the, it was a shallow drop-off, so the deeper you went out, the less seaweed there was. So the next day, the, the kids and grandkids came in, and they didn't care about the seaweed. They had a great time there playing in the sand and in the water. And Sunday, they were having a great time. And Sunday evening, now remember we got this seaweed. Kim already knows the story. She was there <laughs> with some of the grandkids. Well, Sunday evening, a storm came in. Now, I don't know if you've ever been in a storm on a lake uh, one time I was in a boat, and it, it's very scary. Well, we weren't on the lake, but we were in the home. But this storm came in while we were sleeping. Late at night, you can hear the big waves. It was just, and the lightning and the thunder and the rain. and You could just hear everything coming in. It was like, wow, something's going on out there. This is, you know, this is big. The next morning... I got up, and it's kind of weird up there. I guess it's the tilt of the earth, but it gets light about 5 a.m. At least it was, you know, a week and a half, two weeks ago. It was about 5 a.m. It starts to get light. Like here, it's around 6 a.m. It starts to get light. It was around 5 a.m. It was getting light. So I would be up early, and I like to go on the beach, take a walk, pray a little bit, have a cup of coffee. So I got up that, that morning, and I went out there, and the water not only was still, it was crystal clear. Crystal clear. And I'm looking, I'm going, where is all the seaweed? 
you could see down, you see the rocks and everything else down there. And you could see the sand and there's no seaweed. So I walked the beach. I said, maybe it all blew down this way. It wasn't anywhere within walking distance. No seaweed. It was completely cleared out. Now you say, well, well how does that relate to this Bible message that I'm going to give? <laughs> well, it does. Because I'm going to tell you a little story about lightning and what it really does and how in the natural we can see the same things happening in our life with a good purpose coming out of it. Remember the scripture in Romans 8.28, all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to His purpose. When you love God, even through that storm, you're going to have a crystal clear tomorrow with no seaweed. It's going to happen. I guarantee it. Because it's in God's Word. Lightning, it's pretty interesting. Lightning is necessary for you and I to be here. Lightning is going on right now all over the world. It's, it's happening. It's just, if there were, was no lightning, you and I could not eat. We couldn't live. Because here's what lightning does. Now, of course, lightning can be destructive, too. Remember that. You know, I mean, there's some precautions you have to take with lightning. But uh, the, the atmosphere of the world has about 78% nitrogen. So when you're breathing, you're breathing not only the oxygen and the hydrogen, but the nitrogen. And, uh, and about 78% of it is nitrogen, but it's coming in and going right out. Your body's not using it. Nitrogen is necessary for protein, and protein is necessary for your life. But the nitrogen that you're breathing in is not being used. It's going right back out. Well, that nitrogen molecule is so compact and tight, it needs to be broken up to be useful. Now, can everybody stay with me here? Because broken up, look at your life, Look at things that are happening or have happened or will happen. There has to be breaking up through lightning or whatever to produce life. To be useful. To be useful. So this nitrogen, because it's in the atmosphere, when the lightning comes, there's such force. and You know, you've seen. You've seen what lightning could do. You could watch the news about three weeks ago or so or four weeks ago and a house here somewhere in the area got struck by lightning and just, just burned all up. It was crazy. That's the force of lightning. Well, the lightning, when it goes through the atmosphere, it breaks up those nitrogen molecules and it shatters them throughout the atmosphere. And then the rain brings it down into the soil, the ground, where life comes up, where animals can graze, where you can eat the food of the land, all because of the lightning doing its job. Is everybody kind of with me so far? I know it's kind of strange that I'm speaking about lightning and storms, but it has a meaning in your life. 
You see, everyone will go through storms. Everyone. You look through the Scripture, and you'll see storm after storm after storm. That in the Old Testament, the saints of the Old Testament and the saints of the New Testament went through trials, tribulations, persecutions. It's just part of life. And we accept that. But, here's the great part. Jesus Christ has brought the lightning to make you flourish after the storm. Things are happening right now all over the world like never before, politically, uh, everything. I mean, things are happening fast. But I'll tell you what, God still sits on the throne. Psalms 103.19, the Lord is sovereign. He has established His throne in the heavens. He has sovereign rule over all. And in Job in 42.2, where Job said, he said, Lord, I know that Thou canst do all things and that no purpose of Thine can be thwarted. No purpose of God can be thwarted. And because you love the Lord, no purpose of God in your life can be thwarted. The Scripture that comes to mind in 1 Timothy 3.16 where it says, All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. All Scripture. All Scripture. There's some Scriptures that we look at and we go, wow, I don't like that Scripture. <laughs> i gotta, I got to forgive my husband. <laughs> i got to forgive my wife or, you know, or my coworker, I mean, it's just like, I'm the, that's just one practical thing. But there's a lot of other things that people don't like. <laughs> they don't like this, but it's profitable. It's profitable. When I first became a Christian, I was 30 years old. It was 1980. My wife was born again a couple of months before me. A couple of months later, thank God, he opened my blind eyes, and I was able to see and be set free. And that happened in, in 1980. And in 1980, my wife bought this Bible. Now, at that time, it had a, a hard cover on it. I, my children, for one of my birthdays or something, had it put in leather for me. And it's special to me because my wife got a new Bible with leather and shortly after we were saved, I got to have this Bible. So this is an old Bible that means, means a lot to me, and especially since the, the kids got it put in leather. It was, it's real nice. Now, in church, you see me with my phone. That's my Bible. I don't bring this to church, except for today. You're special. You get to see my Bible. Everybody see this? You're, you are special today. Usually you'll only see my phone, but today it's special. The reason I brought this is because, you know, we can prepare for storms. They say a hurricane's coming in. They board their homes up, put sand, sandbags out. They say possible tornadoes. 
we're on the alert in case we have a safe place in the house that we can go to. We're on the alert. Hailstorms coming in, well, you're not going to do anything about the roof of your house, but you can bring your car in a garage, or if you don't have a garage, you could take it to a place that maybe has a lot of trees and park it under. You can take precautions. There's always things that we can do to prepare for the storm. Now, we know the storms are coming, so we can do a little preparation. Can we avoid the storm? And, you know, well, maybe in some ways we can. Okay, the storm's coming and coming down from the north, and they say it's going this way. Well, maybe I'm going to drive that way. I mean, there's possibilities you can avoid the storm a little bit. But in most cases, you're not going to be able to avoid the storm. But you can prepare for the storm. Well, when I first became a Christian in 1980, I was 30 years old. So when you're 30 years old, you've lived a life outside of God. Many of you have been there. Some of you are fortunate. You're younger. You have not lived that life. You've got opportunities to make changes and choices now that will benefit you later. But I lived 30 years away from the Lord. I didn't know the Lord. So I knew the ways of the world. By the way, I liked rock music, and I believe God really had a rock anointing today on the band, the worship band. It was like some notes that came out and go, oh yeah, I can relate to that, you know. I really like that. You know, and, and God anoints it. God, that was a, a heavenly rock concert from God. So, matter of fact, I, I rewrote the song Stairway to Heaven from Led Zeppelin. And my, my uh, musician friend here, Mark, is going to kind of get the notes in order. And someday the group is going to do Stairway to Heaven, the Christian version. Okay? So if you, if you stick around, you, you'll hear that, right, Mark? Mark's kind of tweaking it a little bit. I got, I got the words. He's got to tweak, the, tweak it. So anyways, so I'm 30 years old when I come to know the Lord. So when I got this Bible from Kathy, it was just maybe six months after I got saved or whatever. It was like, this was just totally new to me. It was like, wow, what is in this thing? But it was a gold mine. So what I started to do when I started to read the Scriptures, something, and I didn't know at the time, it was the Holy Spirit, would just, these words would jump out. And it's like, i got to do something. Now, Kathy had underlined some of them that the Holy Spirit had talked to her about. But I said, man, i got to underline. So I started underlining. Of course, one of my favorite books, because one of the, the pastors at that time, we were going to a church in 1980 when we got saved. It was a very large church out in Carrollton. But I, I heard that if you would read one proverb a day, it will change your life. One proverb a day. Because you go through the po- proverbs and you got Proverbs 1 on the first Proverbs 2 on the 2nd, etc. You do that for the whole month. It's going to change your life. Well, I'm here to tell you that is the truth. That happened. Because when I started reading those Proverbs, 
I made sure I did it on the first, I would read Proverbs 1. On the second, Proverbs 2. I probably, over the course of a 10-year period, early on in 1980 to 1990, roughly, I probably read those Proverbs 30, 40, 50 times. I don't know. I didn't do it every month, but I did it often. And I'm here to say the benefits that came out of those Scriptures that were not just read, but implanted in my being. Great dividends. And I can say, standing here today, that, and my wife could probably verify this, if it wasn't for the Lord, we probably would have been divorced prior to 1980. We probably wouldn't have, we have three daughters and a son, Kimberly's one of our daughters. We probably wouldn't have had Kimberly. We wouldn't have had our children because, well, the two older ones we already did have, but, but the two younger ones we wouldn't have had because we would have been divorced. But because God touched our lives and He knew our hearts, and then we started obeying His Word. So here's the preparation for the storm. And I know most of you have read Proverbs, but I'm going to read a few from the New American Standard Version. And it starts with the first proverb, Proverb of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel. To know wisdom and instruction, discern the sayings of understanding, to receive instruction in wise behavior, righteousness, justice, and equity, to give prudence to the naive, to the youth, knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear and increase in learning, and a man of understanding will acquire wise counsel. And then in verse 7 it says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Now that's just Proverbs 1, but it kind of lays the foundation for the rest of the Proverbs. Because as you go on and read the Proverbs, God will touch you in a way that you will say, ah, now I know how to deal with this situation. Now I know which direction to go because I see it in the Word of God. And in Proverbs, uh, it's, it's still one. It says, uh, turn to my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit on you. I will make my words known to you. You see, God's reproof is making his words known to you through the Holy Spirit if you allow it to happen. If you allow it to happen. If you fight it, it's like fighting the hailstorm. You're not going to stop it. It's like fighting the tornado. You're not going to stop it. It's like fighting that hurricane. You're not going to stop it. But when you give it to the Lord and you see that this reproof is a way for you to benefit, then you're going to wake up in the morning and the seaweed will be gone. 
and you will see clearly. That's the neat thing about the storm. You will see clearly. When we got back Wednesday, we just got back early Wednesday morning, tired, went to bed. Later in the morning, phone call. Um, my nephew, Kathy's nephew, that informed us her brother had just passed away. He's only 71 years old. Now, when I, I'm 68, so to me, 71 is very young. But, <laughs> you agree with me? <laughs> But this was something we weren't expecting. At least I was. I was shocked. Now, Kathy, she felt in her spirit that, that the time she would see him would be at his funeral. But here's the neat thing. Because she felt that in her spirit, about two months ago, we were in the car, so I got to hear the whole conversation. And my wife were, was talking to her brother, who is not was not a Christian. Never goes to church, you know, lived his own life. Great guy, great, great, great man. And great children, grandchildren, and great family. But he, uh, he didn't know the Lord. So Kathy, I, I heard her lay out the plan of salvation for him. She went through Romans and then Ephesians, you know, for by grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. He had to know that. It wasn't because he was a good person that he'll go in eternity for heaven. Because he thought he was a good person. He probably was a good person. That's not going to save him. She went through Romans. And then she said also through uh, Romans where, you know, for whosoever, 10, 13, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And prior to that, you know, if you confess the Lord Jesus, believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, he shall, you shall be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So she went over all those scriptures. Now, he did not acknowledge at that point. He did not. He listened. But here's what I know. That was two months ago. Today I really truly believe in eternity He's with the Lord. And here's why. Because God's Word returns void. He had something to chew on for about two months. He died of a brain hemorrhage, but after they did the operation on the brain, He came into consciousness he was talking to his wife and his children. <clears throat> he was cognizant of what was going on. He had about three days before there was a relapse and he was taken away. But he had time. Because he had time, I truly believe that he acknowledged. And it says, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So I truly believe. But it happened. This was a storm. This is another storm. But it happened because 
preparation. Kathy, by the Spirit, was led to call him and give him, and she talked to him a good 20 minutes, give him the plan of salvation and tell him about the goodness of the Lord. Now, we had done that back in 1980 when we first got saved. You know when you first got saved? <clears throat> Take this Bible and I want to smash you over it. You got to read this Bible. This is, this is, you know, when we first got saved, that's how we presented the Bible to him. <clears throat> it wasn't well received. <laughs> he tried to avoid us after that. <laughs> He lives, lives up in East Aurora, New York, so it was easier for him to avoid us. Um, but him and his wife, you know, they were courteous, and yeah, yeah, but they, you could tell, they were, they think we're weird. Uh, you know, it's like, whoa. Over the years, we've shared some different things with them about the Lord, but never, never got back into that. We just, we ruined it the first time. <laughs> But God gave Kathy the opportunity. And now we're going to go to a, a memorial service at the end of this month. So we're going to go up there. We're going to have another opportunity to see all the children, the grandchildren, the other relatives and friends, most of whom are not saved. So this is going to be a great opportunity. Now, <clears throat> fortunately, the, the man uh, doing the service... Uh, I met the man once before as one of my brother-in-law's former students. He is saved, so he's going to be doing the memorial service at an Episcopal church in East Aurora. So we're expecting the Lord to do some great things, and I believe the Lord will. Well, the reason I say all this is, again, to just reiterate, the storms of life will come, but you are fully eternal to prepare for those storms through the Word of God. I would encourage you, and I believe the Lord had put this on my heart for a reason. I would encourage you, particularly the young people, but all of us, today is July what? July 1st. What a coincidence! (laughs) The Lord is something. You know, I mean, He works all the details out. I would encourage you, starting today, to start reading Proverbs 1, because it's the first, and tomorrow, Proverbs 2, etc. So if at particularly young people, I know some of you old people probably have read it 40 times, (laughs) but but it's good to, to read over again. But if you do this, you are now preparing for the storms, because those storms will come, I guarantee it. They will come, but you will be prepared. Thank you, Lord. I'd like to just close. And I know Leanne's going to open up the prayer room. And I, I believe there's some people who need some special ministry in the, in the uh, sozo room, uh, the soaking room, the healing room. Can God heal here at the altar? Sure. Can God heal in the sozo room? Sure. Can He heal you on your ride home? Sure. He can heal you anywhere. So we'll let that we'll leave that up to God. But we are going to offer an opportunity here if you need some prayer up front and also in the Sozo room. Now I do my, before I close in prayer, I do want to mention Vacation Bible School. Next week we do want to have a little meeting 
with all of those who are volunteering. So just next Sunday after church, just a, a brief meeting just to make sure everybody's on the same page and we're ready to go. So it's coming up in a couple of weeks. It's going to be a real blessing to the children, to us, and to our community. So we'll have that meeting after church on Sunday. Okay? All right, let's, uh, let's just close in prayer. First of all, Father, we, we thank you for this awesome day in the Lord. This is the day which the Lord hath made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you, Lord, for the awesome presence of the Lord in worship and in the just the meeting together of your people. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy and grace, Lord. You're so good to us. And Father, we do know that some of us have gone through storms that seem to be so bad or, or so devastating that how can I recover? But Lord, we do know that through you all things are possible. All things are possible. And Lord, they will be able to recover and not only recover, they will see, just like that water was crystal clear, they will see, even in the Spirit, crystal clear what happened through that storm and the benefits of that storm and the future and what you're going to do in a positive way through that storm. And Lord, there's some that are going through some storms even right now. Maybe they're small storms. Maybe they're huge. No, but you know, Lord, and they know what they're going through. Father, I just pray that you would reassure them right now that at the end of the tunnel, the light of Jesus Christ will shine brightly and that they will triumph in whatever this this storm is. They will see great results. We thank you, Lord. Now, Father, I pray for all of us who we know eventually will go through another storm in our life. There will be storms. And Father, I pray that all of us would prepare by reading Your Word, by drawing close to You, Lord, by loving others, Lord, and by cherishing every moment. There was a a song on this little vacation we had that my one daughter was celebrating her 20th wedding anniversary. And so they did a renewal of the vows. They played this one song. And the one song, and I don't know who sang it or the exact words, but the theme was, don't let this moment slip by. Enjoy the present moment that you're in. Enjoy the people you're with. Enjoy the presence of God. Enjoy those things that God has placed before you. Don't let it slip by. Father, we thank You that we're going to prepare for the storms ahead, but we're also going to enjoy the present because that's a gift from You, Lord. Every day, every breath is a gift from You. So we thank You, Lord Jesus, you're going to do a great thing using each for your glory. Thank you. And for those that need 
special prayer or just want to have us leaders or elders, uh, leaders in the church, pray for you. Feel free to come up. And those that like to go to the Sozo room, to the healing room, that's going to be open also. So we just thank you. Enjoy the presence of the Lord today. Just enjoy His presence.